You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. the right one pepper wait what's what is oh uh dr pepper you make the world taste better natural sound effects right wouldn't there. you like to be a pepper too that's a producer yeah i'm a pepper are you a pepper welcome to the motherfucking podcast are you a pepper am i a pepper uh-huh well yeah i mean i'm a lifelong pep see well if if you don't drink exclusively Dr. Pepper? Are you Ooh. a pepper? Like, are you allowed to drink other sodas if you're a pepper? If that's the case, I'm definitely not a pepper. Like, it, I had I had root beer with my chicken wings earlier today. Or is is just saying I'm a pepper is saying I'm a fan, fan of. Yeah. yeah, I think it's more well, like then, that. It's like saying you're a deadhead. Like, you don't who, have to only like the dead to be a deadhead. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think if you're a deadhead, like, you are making a statement of your commitment to that band. Okay, well, like, then much like saying I'm a pepper. Is is I'm a pepper the same as I'm a deadhead? As far in, as... In, in far of, as far as fanaticism? Yeah. You're that much of a fan? What, do you f- just follow around Dr. Pepper and, like... Even well, if all the ingredients aren't there? See, there's no Dr. Pepper here at the studio, but there is some at the 7-Eleven. So I went out and got four of them to just, bring just to the like, studio. Hey, have you ever had a Dr. Pepper? Oh, you got to try these things. I'm going to get four of them. How many people? Yeah, I did that to Jan when he showed up to America. I was like, you ever had Dr. Pepper <laughs> with high fructose corn syrup? Had he ever one? had a Dr. Pepper? I don't think, no, I don't think he did. Welcome to the motherfucking podcast, episode number 55. Yes. Can double, believe- the double nickel. Kid, that's a that's a magic episode. A double the double nickel. nickel. We, <laughs> we smoked about a double nickel point. before we jumped on the air. Yeah. I'm Aaron Howell. I'm Tony Lee. And joining us in the studio this week is uh, we're doing a bonus episode just because this dude is in town. Uh, this guy is a a very talented songwriter and musician and performer and All a a Thanks, staple. Man. A mainstay of the Boise uh, underground rock scene and a good friend of ours. Uh, please welcome to the program, Mr. Andy Senarusa. Andy Senarusa. Pleased up in to this be bit. here. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. From, well, we met you when you were in Trigger Itch. Yes. And, uh, of course, you have since gone on to make pretty much your full time is Like a Rocket, who you're on tour with right now. And then you have your solo stuff, which is Zenazuza, right? Or Zenaruza? Which Zenaruza. one? Zenaruza. Well, I mean, I'm still kind of on the fence about that. I figured I'd try it out down here, see see if I wanted to do that, or I might just stick with Andy Zenaruza. I don't know yet. I think I think the the, the Zenaruza thing is good. Yeah, I like it. I like, you it. like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Zenaruza. I've had to check my spelling on it a bunch right. of times. I still don't know if I have it exactly right in my phone. It's a, what is the try, word? Try it. You try it. Okay, so it's C E N A R R U S A. You got it. Oh, okay. Are you going to the mall later? You know, All right. You know, you know, <laughs> you know the way I remember it is I remember Rock and Roll USA is <laughs> nice. the end of his name. <laughs> That's. 
scent of rock and roll. You and he's like, why the fuck did I think of that? That is the scent. <laughs> Of rock and roll. Oh, That's how USA. I should bill myself. Yeah. Rock and roll USA. Dude, you should you should make a shirt that just is like Zen Zenarusa, rock and roll USA. Circle logo, man. Yep. Hey, be good. All, solving all the problems. Yeah. Uh, so we're doing a we're doing a bonus episode of the pod. Oh, real quick, shout out to Gordon Leadfoot back on the Twiddly Knobs. Hi. Hi. Thanks for coming in and doing the extra episode, guys. You're welcome. Hey, and I'm going to go ahead and say on recording, on record, what is going on here at the Nug Nation, like what's going on around us while we're here. Because by the time this episode drops, this w- this will be an existing piece of content. Um, people have been running their asses off here at the Nug Nation. Still are. It, it still still what, are. There's Kurt, Mikey right there like, doing the, it right the, now. The, the, the dudes have been... I, I want to say that Mike and... And Jamie are on their thirty-something hour awake working on this project. Yeah. Um, Billy Joel has hired the Nug Nation to do a music video for him. Yeah, you can see me right there. It's crazy, man. Like about like when when Mark first called me to tell me about it. You know, he's like, "So keep it on the down low until we confirm it." But this is the thing that we've got coming up. When is this episode coming out? Uh, it's. This episode, uh, I mean, it'll take a couple days to come <laughs> out. Look at their faces. <laughs> it won't come out before Friday. It can't happen until Friday. Deleted in post. Fine. Fine. No, no, let's keep it. That's, Do like that's John Oliver and have like a, you know, however many seconds that was of like thigh master commercial or something <laughs> oh yeah I remember that he did that thing where um, he did that thing where it, it, in England uh, they're not allowed to air what you is it that you can't criticize parliament on TV in Britain that is such a weird law you can't criticize okay, okay that's right it's not that so weird. they do that John Oliver does the joke where he's making fun of parliament mm-hmm. and he's like this segment won't even be able to air in Britain, so it'll look something like this. Yeah, and it like shows oh, a yeah, thigh master. I see that. That's a real thing. Yeah. John Oliver's are better than Thigh Master. That was just the one the thing I could think of <laughs> on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. This is my first podcast. <laughs> Mine too. It's okay. It's okay. It's, it's my fifty it, fifth time doing this same pod for this first podcast. It's gonna be super <laughs> awkward and anxiety ridden the entire time that we do it. Yeah. And then when it comes out, you'll listen to it and you'll go, Oh, that was actually a really nice conversation. That was a lot of fun. We said a lot of insightful and funny things <laughs> together. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Well, I'm yeah, happy baby. to be here. Like I'm happy just to be in town, man. Yeah. This is We're we're happy to have you here, man. We're happy to uh that that we're doing an entire episode just because you're here, man. I didn't realize that. I appreciate. Oh yeah, that. yeah. No, we. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see, is this com- is this coming out? So is there two episodes coming out in a week then? No, they'll just be like when they're done, they're out. <laughs> pretty yeah, much. Yeah. This is the limited edition episode. Yeah, bonus episode. <laughs> nice. But we're the we're bonus st- episode. We're still going to call it episode number fifty-five. Yeah. We uh, just put them out as we make. But them. no, what we normally do is uh, we get together every Monday before practice. Gotcha. And Tony and I drink Dr. Peppers. And play radio. And we get high <laughs> and we come play radio. And then what we've started doing recently is booking a lot of guests. Yeah. So what usually happens is when I first get here, 
I'm putting whatever our weekly MF Monday video is uh, up online. Right now I'm doing the process of putting all the episodes up on Facebook one at a time because they've already been released on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Uh, So while I'm doing that, Billy Joel or someone else usually gives our guest a tour of the Nug Nation because there's so much cool shit to see. And then we get a little high. And we sit down and we play radio for a few hours, and it's a lot of fun. And then we go to band practice. Well, we go to beers at Larimer, uh-huh. and then we go to band practice. Or at <laughs> if Larimer is closed. I guess. I guess. It's okay. I it's, guess. It's not the same as going to see Mike up at Larimer Lounge. Nope. I'm going to miss that. Yeah. Why? He's why he's not going to be there? Oh, because be you're there. moving. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So when is that? When are you moving? Like three weeks. Wow. Two weeks or four you know, a month. Actually, we're probably all going to be missing that because the new we're not going to be oh. going to Rocket Space as much because we're going to be here recording and stuff. Wow. We should really cherish these. I do. These last few. <laughs> they, these, well, because, I mean, obviously when we go to rehearse for a show or something, we'll go see Mike. But Yeah, if he's there. Man. Man, we should have a going away party for us for just from, like from pre-practice drinks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, we Mike, should. we're having a going away party <laughs> for this relationship right here. <laughs> we should. We'll see you at shows and hanging out on, the, but we just won't be here. We're we're having a going away party for thirty percent of your income is basically what we're saying. <laughs> so uh, no, <laughs> no, no. But so what we normally do is it's a it's a pre-practice thing and and we get together and and do this, but. You and a few other people just Mondays are impossible for. And obviously, we, we have friends who are going to come through town and mm-hmm. they're going to be playing shows on Friday and Saturday nights. And uh, for example, uh, we're going to have Jim Norris from Mutiny on here soon, and, and he can't do it on the regular Monday I time. I just or, saw him maybe 45 minutes ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. How is Jim? How's he they, doing? They were having this big uh, like flea market sale thing that was. Um, outside of Mutiny. Yeah, because it's free comic book day. Yeah, well, the inside was all free comic book day, and then they had a bunch of, you know, people who were selling Star Wars memorabilia, people who were selling cool vintage T-shirts. and Right. And then the crew, you know, <laughs> the Mutiny crew sitting sitting on the sidewalk just hanging out, you know. Like on, they on do. Lawn chairs. Yeah, like they do. Like they do. But, hanging, uh, hanging out all day, smoking joints and shaking hands and... Yeah, I, I said stuff. hello, and like three seconds later, somebody tapped me on the shoulder and handed me a joint. I was like, of course. What the hell's going on here? Muni Information yeah. Cafe. Yeah. To South. South Broadway. <laughs> Tell them the boys sent you. Tell them the boys sent you. He suggested that we just do it over there in the basement. Oh, he, when he, we, wants, he wants to see this. When we sit down and talk right. with him? Yeah. 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 Um, but then uh, we're also supposed to have Rob Nowak from Against the Grain this summer. Cool. Which is going to be fun. Rob's a really cool guy. So, yeah. So, we kind of like... This is the first time we've done... The extra episode, like nice. the getting together, and uh, I'm real. I'm really happy everyone could make it. Yeah, man, I'm excited to see you guys play tonight. Both yeah, man, it'll be cool to have you there. Yeah, um, man. Actually, both you, uh, uh, both Tony and Gordon uh, Gordo. Sorry, uh, either one works. Uh, will be interested. Correct yourself, sir. <laughs> uh, you guys will both be interested in an uh, item that we have at the merch table. Oh, yeah? That I feel like we're kind of ahead of the curve in terms of I've never seen a band a pedal. offer this thing. It is a pedal. Oh! Oh, my God. Oh, so, that's right. 
Because one of your dudes designs pedals. Yeah, who is, who right. is it that designs pedals it's again? James from Triggerich. James from Triggerich. Yeah, Trigger yeah. He does a, he does boutique custom pedals, doesn't he? He builds Ooh. amps. He does. Yeah. Mercy. Has he thought about uh, <laughs> making your own pedals should. for tour? That's some above and beyond. That, shit that is right above there. and beyond. Damn what? What's? So do you guys have? Do you guys have branded like a branded pedal? Do you, yeah. You have a like a rocket branded yeah. pedal. We have Speedy has one on his board, and we have one at the merch table. You can see the twinkle in Gordon's eye right now. Oh man, that's so cool. That, that is, is so cool. So cool. <laughs> okay, affordable. So for, first of all, how can people go about finding uh, finding the pedals? Like what's, uh, what's Post Culture Pedals is the brand. Post Culture Pedals. So check out Post Culture <laughs> Pedals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see what see what James does. And so, do you guys? Do them to order, or did you do like a, uh, a run of several of them at one time, or what did you do? No, really, what we did is uh, I had him do the first one, and he had uh, a few of the labels printed up, and uh, we got to thinking, you know, well, Speedy should have one on his board if we're going to try to sell them, and uh, so he had another. It's it's one of his pedals that he makes. It's an overdrive. Um, and so he went and uh, grabbed one that he had and swapped out the label. So that's the one that's on Speedy's board, and the one that I had him build is the one that we we're selling. So, well, that's what I'm saying. Sweet. Like with the with the, with so the one sweet. that you guys are selling, did he manufacture a bunch of them just with your label on it, or no, just or, the one? There's just, there's only two pedals in existence right now. There can be two more. <laughs> and then we have to print only some more. two in existence. <laughs> we'll share it. <laughs> we'll share it. I mean, if it's if it's like that, we can probably part with the one that Speedy's playing. That's too, pretty good. <laughs> we'll part with. Yeah, who gives a shit? We'll just make another one. Tony, you should you should make a custom pedal, man. Fuck the only that. other band I've seen do that is Manor Astro Man back in the nineties. They had a they had a branded pedal that yeah, they sold. They, That's they, a good band to do that. Yeah, too. they sold out so quick. I bet. Yeah, dude, we should too. do that. I tried making pedals. I'm fucking terrible at it. I was... I can solder, I can, well, I can no. Solder, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have James make you a pedal, or let's... Go to Flipside Music and see our buddy Ike yeah. and have him, you know, introduce you to a company that makes pedals, find a combination of sounds that you like, and have one built, dude, like a tape delay, fucking EQ distortion. So I'm just that's, throwing words out there. I'm I a singer. No, that's all, that's all three pedals that I use right I there. Have one yeah, on that's my board. I got to leave uh, and do an errand real quick. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll just be back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling things out of your ass. <laughs> hey, I was I was right though, right? A fucking delay, distortion, EQ. Like those and, are the three a, things that you primarily use. And a tuner, yeah, that's it. What What were you gonna say that you have on your board? I have on my lap steel a, uh, a phase and a boost in one box that I had him do. That's cool. Just, like, I want just for your lap steel. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a and specific then, boost. Yeah. Well, it's they're they're the controls are separate, so it's it's basically just two pedals in one box, and I, I can you. turn so them can, on at the same time, or I can use one or the other. And you can turn turn the phase all the way down or all the way up, mm -hmm. and then yeah, gotcha. See, what we should do is we need to make a pedal that's, that's got cool. everything that you use, Tony. So, so the 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 three or four effects that you use plus a tuner at any given time, but the important part is you've got all those in one pedal, and they have locking cable. Uh, connectors so that I can't kick them and unplug them on stage. Mm. That's a good point. I'll bet yeah. 
Dude, I'll bet if we could patent a design with like locking, locking, uh, locking connector pieces for for speaker cables, like a locking input, I'll bet we would sell out of those. Hmm. How many times have you? You can wear. How about that? (laughs) How about I can watch the fuck where I'm going? That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, uh, not put your big feet all over my damn pedals, you know? Shut up while I kick your drink. So, um, Andy. How's the tour been going, man? Fucking fantastic. So give us give us some of the highlights of the tour so far. Uh, well, I can pretty much just run the whole thing down for you. It's yeah, break it down. Days. Break it down. So we left Boise Wednesday night, stayed with our friends Tycoon Machete, who are really cool, uh, just a really cool, really original band. Um, couldn't get a gig, but we just crashed with them to break up the drive. And then first show was in Laramie on Thursday. We played at the Roughed Up Duck. Uh, a couple of roughed the up. Roughed Up Duck. Yeah, tiny little, tiny little box. It's actually they don't have the drive-through window going anymore because it's a stage now. But it's uh, like a drive-through liquor place. Oh, like the like the liquor barn down in uh, in El Paso. You know okay, what I'm talking yeah. about? Like it, like you like drive, like you drive through the center of it, or if it's like it's like a drive up it's, window on the outside. Yeah, it's just a drive up window on the outside. That's fucking just cool. like a, a any like a fast food or whatever. But right, right. So yeah, um, uh, totally spacing the local bands' names, but they were both good. Um, oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. And then, uh, <laughs> dude, these names are just like. And the roughed up duck and tycoon machete and the oh it's yeah. fines. <laughs> uh, you, you run out of names after so many years of rock yeah, and roll, yeah, yeah. you know. Oh, and then the next night we play with. Hey, can you pass me that? <laughs> and um, <laughs> and who? Anything and left in that who? bottle over there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and hey, and, come here a minute. And who? <laughs> and oh yeah, not to be mistaken with the who? The who? Question mark. So, so yeah. anyway, we uh, uh, played that show. Stayed with this guy John uh, uh, John Poland. He put us up. He booked the show. He paid us. He did the whole thing. It was a great night. Sweet. Uh, it was my third time in Laramie. Uh, then last night we were at Swing Station. He also hooked that gig up for us. Filled a hole. So that's Laporte, Colorado. Yeah, Swing, Swing Station was awesome. fun. Yeah, that's a the, great place. The crowd was. Small in number, but mighty in enthusiasm. But mighty in enthusiasm. Yeah, need that, dude. So, those are the best shows, man. Yeah, like where you or they can be. Well, where you like happen to play? Do you remember when we played that fireside show in Breckenridge, Colorado? Like we were snowed into town and we couldn't leave Breck. Yeah. So we played we played that bar that had the wood burning like pot belly stove in the middle of the room. Oh, oh yeah. Do you, you remember the potbelly stove remember, yeah. in the middle of the room? We yeah, because you pulled up a chair and like started telling <laughs> stories next to the fireplace. Yeah, I started singing songs next to the fireplace. Too. Had, had a book out like as if he was reading the book, but just <laughs> singing our words, you know. Yeah, yeah. While while we're doing like Hall of Champions or Hungry for Your Butt or something, something like, like that. that. So, uh, but yeah, like playing those shows, you know, like two or three people end up being there, but the two or three people who are at that show have come see us see it, see us every time that we're in Breck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those sometimes you find those shows where people are just like 
they can't believe that they happened to walk into such a great show that night, and they mm. remember it for the rest of their lives. Yeah, we had yeah. one of those last night. That's yeah. fucking great. <laughs> badass, man. Yep. So, so wait, we, where's where, I know I'm from this state, and I don't know. I'm ignorant. Where is Laporte? Is that near guess, Fort Collins? I'm gonna guess it north. Is. It's right, right next to Fort Collins. Yeah, like 10, 10 miles separate them. Is what I was told. Okay. Well, hell, very. What's close. the name of the club again? Swing, Swing station. station. Swing Station. Have we ever played there? Fuck no. Okay. Why well, you're asking the wrong guy to remember <laughs> it anyway? <laughs> That's right. Tony, do you remember this show? No, not even a little. The, yeah. uh, they do all the uh, Choice City Stomp series up there. It's a really popular series. Lots of people come out to those shows. Hmm. hmm. I'd like to see it. Sounds fucking badass. Yeah, man. we should go check it sound, out. The sound, yeah, the sound on stage was killer, too. It was like a really nice, comfortable volume, and I could hear everything perfectly. It was, yeah, I, li- I enjoyed it. And the sound guy was good. So. It, now, this isn't... Oh, wait, no, no, no. I, you guys have been out here a bunch of times. How many times does this make it in Denver for Like a Rocket? This is Like a Rocket's second time. Oh, so the first time was that when you guys were over at Three Kings mm-hmm. and I came and saw you. Oh, shit. Nice. So have you guys seen any um, – How how what what has been the rate of return that you've seen from the last time you were here to this time? Like have you seen people – like, have you been getting communication from people saying that they're going to come see you who saw you last time you were in town? Um, well, the people that are putting us up, uh, these really awesome couple. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Um, I don't know if these people want me saying their names on a podcast. I have no idea. It's okay. <laughs> Nobody listens to the podcast. Everybody who listens to it is here. But so, it's not true. So they're he coming back. Um, <laughs> I met them when I came down with Mike D., Cool. Mike D kind of really broke this area for me, and like knowing you guys too. Mike D's been coming here for years, mm-hmm. years and years. Uh, I owe uh, a lot to that guy. He's he's a good good dude. Michael Dean Dameron from uh, I can lick any son of a bitch in the house, and and you might he he meets that's a good name. <laughs> he meets he meets more people though, uh, running the door and booking shows over at Dante's mm-hmm. in uh, in Portland, Oregon. Whoa, uh, filmed. Good man. Candid. Good man. Ooh, this means that we'll be on the Nug Nation page. That's like, dude, that's a lot of followers, man. It's like, well, that's her ass here, really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. That shit's crazy, dude. I mean. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I said, I said, I said. Billy, 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 Billy Joel. You guys got to figure out what you're going to put in there. You can just insert Billy Joel over all that. Oh, Yeah. Dude, we should just say his that we're rant. Making- his rant when he's when he's saying, "Get the fucking lights off the crowd! Stop lighting the crowd!" <laughs> we should start a rumor. No, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna start a rumor right now that the Nug Nation is making a video for Billy Joel. <laughs> we're gonna. Okay, this is gonna be a huge disinformation campaign. Uh, I'm officially Fake announcing news. right now the absolute truthful fact that the Nug Nation is making a video for Billy Joel, the piano man himself. <laughs> Silly hole. Say goodbye to Hollywood. <laughs> Dude, I unabashedly love Billy Joel. I've gone to see him twice. Yeah. I saw him once with Elton John. Fucking remarkable performer. So, have I said this before? You saw him with Elton John? How much I like Billy you, Joel. You have mentioned it <laughs> once or twice. Yeah, once or twice. <laughs> I love Billy Joel. He's great. He's a great uh, showman. You saw him with Elton John. Yeah. Did he pick you up or did you pick him up? 
Oh, Elton? Sir Elton? Yeah, you know, when he's in town, it's like, I'm, I'm kind of like his road girlfriend. <laughs> we just hang out. I mean, he's not my boyfriend, but I'm his boyfriend when he's visiting. That We'll, we'll, we'll say that. His road job? His road job. <laughs> his part in the storm. Uh, yeah, so... Um, so obviously people, I mean, this won't get, saying this won't get people to the show because uh, this will air after after you've already gone home for the weekend. But tonight you're playing at uh, Goose Town. Yes. With Granny Tweed, with Gordo's band. Who mm-hmm. else is on the show? Last Rhino. Last Rhino. I haven't heard Last oh. Rhino. Are they good? I believe they are. Yeah. You believe they I, are? I believe they, they will kick you in the face with They played with us last rock. time at Three Kings. Oh, Okay. I have seen the last right now. Yeah, they're good. Um, and then tomorrow night, you're flying solo at Bowman's. Yes. Which Bowman's was another place sweet. that uh, I played with Mike D that first time I came down. Bowman's is cool, man. Was it yeah. Bowman's when you came down that first mm-hmm. time? Oh, shit. Mm. That's right, because you, uh, you came by the Overland while I was working. Yeah, uh, I was work. I was working. Oh, I'm good. Thank you. Um, yeah, I was working out at the Overland that night, and uh, and Andy popped in to say hi. Did you eat any of the food there? Man, it was a shame that place closed down. Closed down. It was great food. No, you guys were playing some weird bar game. What was that bar game? Oh, uh, oh what was it? It was at called. It was called. Uh, oh my god, I can't remember what it was called. But basically, like the object of the game was to throw this tiny magnetic metal ball across the room and land it in this ladle that was hanging from the wall and there was no, like no 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 <laughs> there was it was what was it like i don't know i just remember some guy came over and grabbed my beer and pounded it <laughs> Oh! <laughs> that's a fucking shit game. The odds game. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. The odds that's game. That's what it was. Dude, I, oh, lo- I, re- I, I love the odds game. Just, I thought that, that game was that you dumb. Win or you don't like the odds game? I did not like the odds game. Okay, so here's how the odds I game. I figured there wasn't enough at stake for the odds game to, to work. Here's here's how here's how the odds game works. Is you, uh, you tell someone, you, you ask, it, it always starts with the question, what are the odds that? Okay, so for example, I would go, hey, Tony, what are the odds that you will dump your entire Dr. Pepper in your lap? Don't even joke like that, man. So, so then the person, the, 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 the person who receives the question, they have to determine what the right balance is between keeping the game fun and interesting on the low end, but also how bad they want the thing not to happen. You know what I mean? Like, like if I were to say... Here it comes. You know, like, like Tony probably doesn't want to dump his Dr. Pepper in his lap. He's right. So he would probably put the, the odds at a very high end. Yeah, but thousand he would, he would want to keep it. he would want to keep it low enough to still be interesting, right? What so, so one in a thousand—that's being very safe. That uh, that breeds contempt in the hearts of other players, right? So you, he might get razzed for that. But even like what a thousand, blah, 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 blah. but if he sticks with it, then we count backwards from three, three, two, one, and we say a number. It's not that if crazy. Say, Think about a thousand Dr. Peppers that I would drink and how many get knocked over. But when here, you're not around, if we say the same, probably a thousand to one. 
if we say the same number at the same time, Tony has to dump the Dr. Pepper in his lap. Oh, that's, that's what happened. That's why the guy took yeah, my it was beer. Like, it was like, what are the odds that you're going to drink that guy's beer? And he was like, one in ten. And it was like, three, two, one, five. And they oh, all said the number at the it. same time. Mm-hmm. And he ran over and just drank drank your beer. Mm-hmm. So, like, all right, let's 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 play the game to demonstrate. Tony, what are the odds that you'll take that Dr. Pepper and dump it in your lap? I got to go lower than 1,000. I'm going to go well, with... You can do whatever you want. I mean, if you're a bitch. One in 50. Yeah. Okay. So when I count down to one, we're going to say a number at the same time. And if it's the same number, you have to dump that Dr. Pepper in your lap. Okay? Sure. Three, two, one. 45. Oh! That was close. See, and then you get little moments like that where you get, like, off by one, and it's like, oh, I almost got him to do a thing. (laughs) Hey, when you're working at a bar, you'll do anything to fucking make the time go by. Well, I Especially at a like, bar that nobody goes to. The thing that made me take notice was somebody wringing out a, a kitchen towel, like wringing it out into their mouth. Oh, Fuck. yeah, that's right. One of the guys. That's, and to- that's what you get for picking a stupid fucking number like 10. But you pick the number like 10 to keep it interesting. I guess. You make it fun. It's fucking humiliation gambling. <laughs> That's what it is. And that's what that's exactly like. You're there's, gambling there's with no, your pride. There's no getting something good out of it. There's only getting bad shit out of it. I mean, I suppose you could do it like a, like a game of truth or dare that sexy teenagers play. Like when everybody else leaves, like you and All the right. you and the girl you have a crush on. What are the like, what are the odds what are the that, odds that you're gonna make out with? What are me? the odds that you're gonna pull out your one wallet and, and give one. me all the cash in it right now? Uh, one and one. Three, two, one, one. Here, <laughs> have all the cash in my wallet. Oh, there is no cash in my wallet. There's a flyer made out of canvas for a show that happened a year ago, but other than that, no cash. Well, I should I ask you when you're a bartender? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I work in the service industry. I play in a rock and roll band, and I got a newborn. I ain't got shit. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's 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 pride gambling. It's humiliation gambling. You uh, they, you keep it low and interesting so that you get to see your friends do stupid shit. All right, it's fun, man. It's fun. I recommend the odds game. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some odds games in some future episodes for sure, and we're gonna see if we can get some shit to happen. By the way. Aren't you uh, glad you did this bonus yeah. episode? Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by Aaron Howell. Brought to you by uh, Granny's Homespun Ice Cream Treats. One Home scoop is all you need. How's that uh, How's that ice cream, Andy? It's delicious. It's good stuff. Andy, Andy, <laughs> Andy asked me, he's like, he's about to eat the ice cream, and he goes, so uh, what kind of restrictions do you guys have on edibles here? And I go, oh, well, these are illegal, so... <laughs> So none, I mean tons, but you know none that really apply to us in this situation. It tastes pretty good. It tastes delicious. So you were saying in Washington, uh, the maximum. Now is that maximum dosage per serving? Yeah. So the so like if you get like a bar of chocolates, each square of chocolate can only be ten. Right, and you can only sell ten tens in a single package. Tony, do you know if we have any restrictions on edibles here? I don't know the first thing about edibles. Oh yeah, you don't mess with them, do you? Not even close. And I and I only I only get them from Granny and Farmer Joe, so I don't know. I had a bite of that ice cream because I'm a big fan of ice cream. Hmm. 
I, but I only had a bite because it's got, got weed in it. That is the same ice cream that we used to make the uh, the the Denver Speedball, the uh, strawberry affogato at uh, at the mutiny party. That stuff is goddamn good. That's my favorite thing that Granny has turned out. <laughs> the See, Denver Speedball. The Denver Speedball, man, dude. But here's the thing with that is is that is particularly dangerous for me because I seriously eat probably five half pints of ice cream a week. Yeah. I eat ice cream almost every single night. Like, that's kind of like what, cool. what Sarah and I do is, like, we sit, and, like, right now we're binging on Game of Thrones because of peer pressure. Nice. But uh, we started from the beginning. You know, I mean, we got... Oh, nice. Yeah, well, we've got a one-month-old at home, mm-hmm. and I only watched, you know, I only watched the first couple seasons before someone shut down Project Free TV and I couldn't stream <laughs> it for free anymore. <laughs> But now we've got we've got HBO and we've got a lot of time to hang out at home. And even though the pediatrician told us not to watch TV around him, we You're figured like, fuck it. I'm putting on the most violent, rapey exa- shit I can exactly, think of. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we figured one to two to three to four hours of the most violent show on television that's ever existed. You know, we figured we figured. 70-something hours of the most violent television in the most formative years of his life. I mean, what's the harm? Anyway, so we usually sit and watch a couple episodes of Game of Thrones, and we we share a pint of ice cream almost every night. So I see... But how much sharing is going on? Is it like a couple We go bites bite for bite. Bite for bite? We go bite for bite. It's usually... So what I we used so. to do before she got pregnant is she would usually hold it, and it would be one spoon... And she would give me some, and I would give her some, and she would give me some. We'd go back and forth. And we'd, ca- dude, we would cash pints of ice cream in like no time flat. And that, that's like something that's fun for us to go to the store and be like, ooh, we haven't tried this. And Ben and Jerry came out with a new thing. And look at this exotic ice cream. And da 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 da. And that's kind of like one of our things. Chocolate Shake It. Have you tried that one? Chocolate Shake It is fucking awesome. The cinnamon roll one is really yeah, good that's too. That's a good one too. Woo! There's this new company. I can't remember what they're called, but they put out this. Uh, they put out a caramel churro flavor, and it's got like real pieces of churro in it. Shit bags. Woo! Ho balls. But now that we have ransom, uh, Sarah's got to nurse a lot. She's got to breastfeed a lot. So she'll be feeding him while we're watching Game of Thrones, and I've got ice cream, and I'm just, like, spooning it into her mouth nice. while we're nice. sitting there watching TV. Just getting all junked up. That sounds on. pretty cool for her. She's got her baby. She's just getting fed ice cream and watching Game of Thrones on, for hours on end. Like, fuck it. Life's got to be pretty good, right? <laughs> I was just saying that sounds like a good deal all the way around. Right. Well, it's it's now you got to consider it's the least I can do to candy coat the, like, excruciatingly painful situation of adjusting to full-time breastfeeding like 12 hours a day. Like that kid is seriously spending like 12 hours a day wow. eating, dude. Just it's crazy. I didn't I didn't realize that it was that much. Was that like what well, now, this is something I wanted to ask you about, Andy. So you've got a kid who's a grown-ass man. Uh-huh. Uh Joey is 16? 16, he'll be 17 in the end of the summer. Yeah, 17 at the end of the summer. So for all intents and purposes, like although he is not an adult in the eyes of the law yet, when you're 16, 17, you pretty much think like, I'm grown, I'm as grown up as I'm going to get. I'm fucking out of here, you know? Mm -hmm. So how has, uh, we'll just say in the, in, in the last 
16, 17 years. How has being a parent changed as as far as you can see it? Like it, like socially, like culturally, that you've oh, seen change. Like being a parent, yeah. Uh, fuck, I don't know. That's a good question because a lot of I tend to not really pay attention to what anybody else is doing. You just kind of do do yeah. what feels right to you in your circumstance with your kid. Yeah, yeah that's and smart. it's not like I mean, being a parent of a teenager is kind of a different ball game in terms of like <clears throat> you really don't bond with other parents that way I guess unless your kid maybe does sports or something you probably do right. but but like Joey like Joey kind of has his own social life and I'm not really a part of it right you know? because he's 16 17 and when your kids are younger you're you socialize with your kids friends parents you know right. what I mean um and so at the time that I was doing that, I don't know. I I kind of just see parenting in general as just like every it's it's every family for themselves. Like they and like, everybody's guessing. Yeah, exactly. Everybody is guessing. The best advice I ever got when I was a new father was don't listen to what anybody says. <laughs> Right? It was given to me by a, a trusted confidant, and I have to say it was, you know, it has come true time and time again. Well, and and the second part of that is do what makes sense for you and your family. Right. You know, because we, we go to so many professionals in the field, and I appreciate all their information and all their feedback. And we, we look up so many articles. The internet will like Mm -hmm. cause you to have a fucking panic attack if you read all the the blogs and articles that are out there and and we do our best to to stay educated and heed as much of the advice of other people as we can but there's just so much Uh of it and so much of it is conflicting and um we came across this book that we've been reading every night it's called crib sheet uh the woman's name is oster that's it that's i i can't think of what her first name is but her last name is oster and the book is written, and she's an economist. She and her husband are both economists. Okay. And she talks about parenting from an economist <laughs> perspective using only data-driven information. Mm-hmm. And she breaks down all these um, parental memes you know, all these ideas and parenting, uh, the, the big issues, you know, the issues of of breastfeeding and the issues of skin to skin contact and all it basically mm-hmm. everything in the first couple of years that that uh, are the big issues of debate in in the early years of parenting mm-hmm. and breaks it down to just studies and data and kind of dismantles a lot it, and holds a lot of the information that's out there to actual data-driven statistical analysis. And it's one of the most, I would say, relieving books out there because it it kind of takes everything and, and, and puts it into, well, nobody really knows as much as they claim to know. There are a few ways that you can affect your outcomes a little bit. There's few ways that you can optimize and improve on certain things. But but really, whatever is going to be like, we don't see, as long as you're not smoking crack with your kids, mm-hmm. 
it's and and doing your best to create an enriched environment and and to support and nurture them their mm-hmm. chances are they're going to turn out great they're mm-hmm. going to turn out fine it's a, it's a really good book i recommend looking at it but um yeah there's just so much and i'm sh- i'm sure there's a lot less of it going on by the time you have a teenager mm-hmm. of of people trying to tell you how to raise your kid mm-hmm. or is it am i wrong on well, that well I don't know. I mean, I can't say that I've ever really experienced anybody telling me how to raise my kid. Like, um, but there, the the it's part of the advice industry. You know what I mean? Like, right? There are people out there with opinions, and some of them, you know, are good opinions. You know, right? But. There's a market out there for if you want to, if you got something to say and you want to write a book about it or whatever, somebody's going to buy it. And then, so, so I guess my my whole approach is just a, a trust your instincts a lot in terms of parenting. You know, you know, listen to professionals, obviously, right? <coughs> Doctors, teachers, um, people like that. But like also. Uh, especially with teachers, like, trust your instincts, too. Like, listen to your kid, mostly. Like, first and foremost, as soon as your kid can start talking to you, listen to them. Right. You know. He's going to be letting know exactly what's on his mind. Right. Yeah. To, to the best of his ability, mm-hmm. you know. And, and that ability will only increase. Right. So by the time, you know, I'm in a, in a situation where Joey, like, He's kind of more of a roommate. Like he he does his thing. He gets himself off to school. Like we have dinner together. You know? He's a pretty self directed dude. Mm-hmm. Like dude, that, he just that was got his SAT I, I, scores. He got twelve ten. Holy shit! Yeah, like I mean, he's uh, the, the the one time that I got to talk to Joey. Just he's he's he seems to have. A lot more focus than I did when I was mm-hmm. at his age. Yeah, I have the same experience. With he's, you know, I mean, he's a 16, 17 year old dude, but he's a 16, 17 year old dude who has a pretty good idea of what he wants out of life and mm-hmm. where, where he's going. It was, I was really impressed talking to him. He's a, he's a smart guy, man. I'm excited to see what he does. Um, yeah, uh, I was gonna, oh, yeah, so, um, one of the things that's kind of new for you, and and you and I have talked about this before, is uh, you're going through a bit of this this transitional period where now that your son is getting ready to be grown up and out of the house, you're starting to lean more into your individual uh, music career. Yes. Um, so tell me a little bit about that. Tell me kind of what the the last couple of years have been like and and where you're planning on going uh well i just i kind of you know really playing in bands really started with trigger itch for me um and, and now how how old were you when trigger itch got started like i was i think i was already like 30 really yeah huh i was that was the first band you ever played in was it 30 yeah, years old yeah i uh I did a lot of sitting on the corner of my bed playing guitar and learning shit, you know, and jamming with other people from time to time. And uh, but yeah, I just didn't ever really join bands uh, until I got 
older. And so Trigger Itch started out just kind of like as a hobby band, you know, and but we got pretty good. And then, um, you know, I just progressively have gotten more and more into it and loved it more the more I've done it. That's know? really cool, man. So I don't I, I don't think I guess I've kind of just always thought that that was something that you did. I didn't realize that that you you even really started playing an instrument later in life, right? No, I played... You well, always played guitar and always played bass? I guess I started playing guitar around 16, I guess. So okay. that could be considered later in life, I guess, compared to some people, but early compared to No, others, I mean, that's, that's that sounds pretty median, I would yeah, say. That's late compared to Tony Lee. Yeah, yeah right? Tony's like... Tony got a guitar out of a gumball machine and learned it on the fucking drive home. Fucking asshole. Like that kid. Have you guys watched that F is for Family? That Bill Burr cartoon on Netflix? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That kid, the little kid that shreds. Have you seen it? I haven't seen that episode. Oh, God, dude. It's, yeah, he, like, turns out uh, one of those, uh, the little neighbor kids, like, what somehow comes across a Les Paul. And he and, ends up just ripping it guitar. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Dude, I try. I like. I'm already trying to measure how much I shove my guitar in my infant child's face, but like, I try to play it in front of him. Oh yeah. Like you got that hope. You should, man. You should yeah. always play it in front of him. Any yeah. instrument that you got around the house, and get more of them, and bring them around the house. That should be the toys the, he plays with. The big with. thing is having them around At least the house. Normalizing <laughs> tinkering with them, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll be. They'll be like. There'll be the toy box that has some bullshit in it, but there'll be a fuck ton of like instruments. It's mm -hmm. like, I know this thing is kind of expensive, but go ahead and break it. Right. Yeah, yeah I always your, that's your toy too. I, I always uh, my grandma had this piano in her basement when I was a kid. Yeah. And when I would when I would go down there to Pueblo, like I would you know fool around on that, and eventually we ended up getting it at my parents' house. But I was already, you know, by the time we got it, I was already a teenager and didn't really have the. You know, all I cared about was what teenage boys care about, which is studying hard, doing well in school. Hard. <laughs> yeah. Studying hard. Changing the color of my futon mattress. That was my <laughs> that was my concern back then. Trying to trying turn to it change it back to normal. Yeah, trying to turn it from black to uh God, what would you say? Yellowish gray. <laughs> Anyway, I but I wish that I wish that when I had that piano around, like I wish I'd had that around more often when I was a young young kid. Just because to this day I can, you know, I don't know the fundamentals of of a piano, but I can tinker around on it and make a little bit of a melody on That's it. That's the cool thing about a piano; anybody can play that one. Right. It's just buttons. And if I and I and you know? I feel like if I had if I had been around it more frequently, just been in the conditions to have it. Like uh, Malcolm Gladwell talks about uh, the conditions that caused like outlier people to be really good at what they're good at. Like he talks about the Beatles and the fact that they played eight hours a day in in Hamburg, and he talks about why Canadian hockey players are so good. And he talks about Bill Gates and, um, and uh, Steve Jobs and the conditions that they just happen to be around the equipment. And that's what made get them so 10,000 hours in man. Yeah. Get your, the, well, and then there's even debate now about that. Like it's probably more like 15,000, 20,000 hours, you know, but I would say 10,000 hours is a good start. Uh, but that sounds like somebody who's went through 10,000 hours already. 
No, no, no. It's more like 20,000. <laughs> yeah, someone who's done their so, 10,000 hours is like, all oh, these hacks. Yeah. I think they can do 10,000 hours. Especially if somebody puts in 5,000 hours and they're just better than the 10,000 hour guys. And they're like, no, you need 20,000 hours, bro. Sorry. Well, and, and that's the thing is the further along you get in life, the more of those hours you have to put in a day in order to get the results in a reasonable amount of lifetime. You know what I'm saying? And the more things that present themselves to kind of like slow down. If you're a little kid and all you have to do all day is be a little kid, even if you just dick around on a a piano or a computer or or a chess set or a football, you know, Mm -hmm. even if you just fool around with it a little bit every single day, you're going to get huge amount of gains by the time that you're 15, 16 years old. Whereas if you start something like at our age, you know, it's like, I'm not going to be able to, if, if I practiced something an hour a day for the next 20 years of my life, I would be 57 by the time I was making those 10,000 hour gains. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if you do it as a little, 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 little kid, you you have a little more bandwidth to get your mastery going. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, I feel like just having the guitar, just having the piano, just having the drum set where a kid can go bang on it any time that mm-hmm. they want, yep. that's setting them at a huge advantage right out the Fuck gate. Fuck yeah. yeah, yeah Dude, that's what, everybody having a piano back in their parents' house growing up. You know, it seemed like everybody, they, the, or, or, in, or in grandma's house or something, you know? People, yeah, got their music from their family. That was like right. their introduction to music before the radio. That's like was. chapter one of their biography. Mm-hmm. It's like, my granny had a piano in the corner of the parlor. She, she would had play a, when they'd a have Steinway their Steinway upright down on the south side of Chicago. I used to catch two buses down to granny's house just to play her piano. They'd teach me well, to play I, the Sesame so I got Street this, songs. Uh, uh, he's he's like he's like an uncle. He's that age, but he's technically a cousin of mine. He's yeah. a right. This guy Fred Coates in Portland, and he's a fucking he's an amazing player. He's a singer, songwriter, guitar player, like beautiful acoustic country guitar player, lead rhythm like combo the whole bit, and uh, like I you know I met him like really when I was like twenty. And I'd been playing guitar for a few years by then and had an interest in it and enjoyed doing it. But when I met him and saw, like, okay, here's this guy who's been, you know, he's related to me and he's this fucking crazy-ass guitar player. And, like, it kind of gave me, like, a... um, like a kind of a galvan a galvanizing of like oh I could have this kind of musical identity too like right, this is right. something that I could do you right know? and I so I think having a having a family member who who is like not just passingly into music but like That's really into thing. music yeah. yep. having people like that in your family I think also is a good it do, it do, it makes it less weird when you're th- you're. I don't know, leaning into it, you know, mm-hmm. either whether it's a hobby or like start of a career. Mm-hmm. If you have people around you who just do that, music's shit, just part of the it's thing. just part of the family. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm, th- I'm thinking like Laura's family. You know, they're op- totally. they're, op- they're opera singers, like you know, professional opera singers in Chicago. Wow. Well, and, and her and her dad is in the fucking Eliminator band. That's true you know? too. Yeah. So like, but but even his parents were opera singers. Like yeah. that's. That that's like in the family history, in the family pedigree, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like straight down the line, just like 
That's crazy. I didn't know that. Pr- crazy powerful. Oh signals. yeah, it's, yeah. They I they were like they traveled in they traveled in a in like a traveling opera show, right? They I'm toured sure. and they, stuff. They, it was like, or they were part of like the Chicago Opera or something some, like that. I think it's more like that. Yeah, it was something really prestigious. Real prestigious. Yeah. yeah. Like I, uh, Laura showed us pictures when we uh, stayed over at her grandma's house when we were when we were out there playing. That's right. It was like, it was like yeah, she, they, she, was, she was one too. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's wild. So, but like. But and then, so, and then so all, le- all that being all that being around makes it way less weird for Shrek to be or her brother to be a band guy and Lord and Lord to be you know we're in a band. Uh, well, and too. you you guys had the jam space in the basement at your that's at my your house parents, yeah. at your parents' house. Yeah, my yeah, my parents' house. So and you were lucky to have an older brother who got into you know shitty punk rock, yeah. shitty punk rock early on, and of course it probably derailed your career of becoming a famous blues prodigy. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> And now you're in my band, loser. Now you're in my fucking band. You work for me, pal. That's my lead singer. That's my lead singer. But but even to a lesser degree, right? Like you've come to holiday gatherings. With, with, it's also at my not very weird for me for families to be playing music together at all. Like, like it, it like, seems pretty normal to me, right? Like my uncle. The older I get, the more I realize how rare it is. You know. Like my my uncle Skip always brings his guitar to to family gatherings, and we usually have. You've been a lo- uh, around for some of the the jam time that we've done. Oh yeah, and I've kind of noticed that now that the kids have gotten older, and since we've had you come to holiday gatherings and things like that, the jam with my uncle has advanced because it used to be like. Uncle Skip would play guitar, and he had kind of the repertoire of of the family songbook yeah. that we sang together. But now, like my brother and I sit there, and we're not nearly as good at guitar as he is. But you know, we we feed him the chords from a song that we want to do, and we jam together. And and His sister says, you yeah. know, Adria plays the piano, and and Andy busts out the cajon, and all these different, you know, like now it's evolved to this like family jam type of thing. And I think if you your dad's still snapping away. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily on time. No, but he is. <laughs> snapping, you know. You should see my old man do karaoke. Oh, man, I would love to see oh, that. Oh, it's, it's endearingly what, sad. What's up? What's up? <laughs> what's up? Let me guess. Hold on. I saw oh, my dad. Cherry pie, but... <laughs> Is, is that his go? I'm wondering what his go-to that song is. That might be his go-to nowadays. She's my but, cherry pie. Oh no, dude, not even that good. <laughs> like I've seen my dad do karaoke. We got a karaoke machine once for. Which, so, which uh, song did you see him do? I saw him do "Secret Agent Man." Oh yeah, <laughs> by uh, nice. uh, uh, Johnny Rivers, and um, he was awesome. dad. Yeah. He was dad, you know. He'd had I a bet he was he'd had a few brandies. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> and uh, but my dad is very literal. Like he and my mom, he and my mom dance right. And my dad dance well, and they dance well. But even as well as my dad, as much as my dad has grown and learned to dance, which is remarkable in and of itself. Do you think they're professional dancers at this point? No, not at this point. You don't think? But they're on the silver board at Arthur Murray. They're they're on their way to becoming professional dancers. I don't... Listen, let's not get out of hand here. Professional, probably not. Why not? They, 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 They compete, they practice, they... They they're working their way towards I mean, it. They, they're not they, there already. They compete in student competitions. Like it's mm. it's other people. Like they're they're working towards it still. They, I'm I'm gonna give the hey I'm man, gonna give them that they're getting towards the, it. The level that my parents have like, gotten. You don't, to don't sell them short. 
the the level my parents have gotten to already is is Remarkable. impressive to me. Right. Especially my dad, who was born with two left feet. Like he. <laughs> Dude, he didn't. He, had, I don't think he had ever You're danced. Talking about beyond, the third leg too, son. <laughs> I don't think he. Had, wow. I don't think he had <laughs> ever danced with a girl besides my mom, maybe at their wedding, when they started doing Arthur Murray dance, right? And, but here's the thing with my dad is he's a very literal person. He's a very. Uh, my dad is is is, is a very uh, analytical person. And so he dances with my mom, but he still has to count steps and have them in a sequence in his head. Like, it's more like just remembering the sequence of steps for him. Gotcha. You know what I mean? It's it's less about turning over, you know, giving yourself to the dance. And it's more like my dad going, all right, we're going to do a Lindy hop. And I know I got to count this many things and da, 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 da. And I'll wear a wacky costume and everybody will love me because I look like Alan Alda and I'm a... <laughs> I'm a hilarious old man. He looks just like Alan Alda, or at least so, he used to. So when my dad did karaoke, he's like not so much listening to the music, but staring at the monitor, reading the words as they come up. And and oh man, it was beautiful. It was so just like there's a man who leads a life of danger. <laughs> yes. Oh wait, like yeah, <laughs> oh wait, you know <laughs> oh this fucking thing. The buttons are the time. Okay. But like and, and the the music's in the background and he's on like a totally you know he's <laughs> he uh, he it's a common mistake with first time karaoke people. You know it, it, we, we can't hold it against him, but it was it was very we. adorable. <laughs> the fuck is we? <laughs> we won't. Hey, we're not ripping on your dad on us. A... Us singers. <laughs> we built yes. this city. <laughs> built this city on rock well, Matt, and roll. You want to take a break and then come back and do some sponsors shit? Yeah, and uh, I was going to see if we could talk Andy into playing some stuff for us. Fuck you. There's the Gretsch here, I think. Oh, you got a guitar here too. Yeah, we got another guitar, and uh, maybe Tony could fill in with some some little solos here. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, let's jam cool. a little bit. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay. And now a shout out to our sponsors. First of all, our most venerable sponsor, Matula Plumbing. Matula! Des Plaines, Illinois. Shit rolls downhill, don't be at the bottom. Your number two is our number one priority. Your shit is our bread and butter. Butter. <laughs> 2011 Angie's List Super Service winner. It's the only, only year that really counts, I would say. Matula Plumbing, Des Plaines, Illinois. Tell Jerry. To wear the booties. Don't tell him. Because, well, no, no, I mean, you won't need to tell him because he knows to wear the booties. Tell him the boys sent you. Be very clean after he's gone. It'll look nice. Yeah. The customer appreciates it. It's cleaner than when I got it. Evergroove Studio in Evergreen, Colorado, the greatest studio in the multiverse. There's no other place in any other of the potential endless realities that exist. There's no place better than Evergroove Studio. Producing engineers, state-of-the-art equipment, audio, video, the whole thing, man. It's just an amazing place. Solar power in the Shadow Mountain region of Evergreen, Colorado. 
Tell Chenny and Brad and the Ethans and the rest of the gang that the boys sent you. Mutiny Information Cafe. The motherfucking podcast is a mutiny transmission, which is a media service division of Mutiny Information Cafe at 2 South Broadway in Denver, Colorado. Books, records, live performance, comics, pinball, coffee, and uh, sometimes top secret parties late at night that are definitely worth going to, especially if you want to get yourself a Denver speedball. Try it out. Mutiny Information Cafe. Tell the guys the boys sent you. Tell the boys the boys sent you. TheNugNation.com, where you can see all the latest episodes of The Nug Nation, starring those delightful little nuggets of homegrown, well, not homegrown, but but Colorado-grown Mara Jahuchi in all her wacky adventures through the town of Nugville, Colorado. <coughs> true stories. It's, it's, it's like a true crime show, is what I would, would, would call it. TheNugNation.com. Check it out. Announcement on a uh, top secret, big announcement. Uh, super awesome project coming down the pike there on the next episode of the podcast. Uh, you'll find out about it. It's coming out on Friday the 9th, so watch out for that. Uh, Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, 2721, or 2712 Larimer in the Rhino neighborhood of Denver, Colorado. Hourly uh, band practice spaces, fully equipped. Rocket Space, you ain't got to carry shit. And stop by Larimer Lounge and have a drink with Mike while you're there. Yeah. Flipside music. All the stuff you want, none of the stuff you don't. All the, the the big box stores distilled down to only their finest secret stash, like the stuff that the employees take home for themselves. South Tacoma Street in Denver, Colorado. Flipside music, tell Ike the boys sent you. Of course, got to give a shout out to Dr. Pepper <laughs> for sponsoring this and every episode. Our official sponsor, Dr. Pepper. I'm a pepper. Hey, I'm a pepper. I'm a member of the pepper party. Granny's Homespun Ice Cream, which has been influencing the uh, this entire podcast, which is doing a great job. Thanks, Granny. And of course, the beautiful, wonderful, sexy, dynamic, engaging, captivating, uh, remarkable people who back us on patreon.com slash mfruckus, including Andy. Hey. Andy's a patron. So uh five bucks a month, man. Well spent. What what do you what do you think of Patreon as a platform? Like I'm digging it. I'm uh you know, it took a little convincing to get Speedy on board, but we're gonna go that route too. I you think. guys are gonna do one? I think if you so. guys do that, I will back you on Patreon. Cool. Because we take ten percent of everything that we get on Patreon, or I should say we have a budget allocated to take ten percent of everything that we make on Patreon and uh, pledge it to other creators out there in the Patreon scape. So we will definitely back you guys, man. Cool. It's uh Man, it's a great way for just everybody to take care of everybody and keep everybody's ship afloat because a rising tide lifts all ships. Uh, thank you so much to our patrons. Thank you, Andy, hey. for making the podcast possible, for making all the videos possible, for making our new record possible, the comics, just everything that we're always working on. Man, we couldn't do it without you guys, so thank you. Uh, so for the second half of the pod, we're going to... 
for the second half of the pod, for the main bod of the pod. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna jam a little bit with Andy. So um, I'm gonna listen to Andy play music. <laughs> so I'm, why I'm why try to fit in when I get in? So what are uh, what are you gonna play for us, Andy? Oh, I don't know. I got a few songs that I wrote. I'm I'm doing a short set at Bowman's. I'm only gonna do like probably five songs. Cause there's, it's a pretty stacked bill of real talent, and uh, you know, so I'm gonna do, I'm gonna open it up pretty short. Uh, I got a few songs I wrote that I'm, that I, I could play a couple of those. Cool. So let's hear uh, it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Keep living till the day I die Right here on this bar stool I pay my dues in tears And after all these years I'm still playing the fool And I spend my nights Playing rock and roll music Now don't I look so cool Telling all you people What you already know About how the world could be so cruel I say, kick the can down the road a ways I tell you it'll all work out And I try my very hardest To sound like I know what I'm talking about Oh hell, there ain't no future Why don't we just unwind And it's the things right under your nose That are the very hardest to find here I am, riding on the vine Picking and greening, loving pretty women And having a good time And I wouldn't take anything in the world For this life of mine Another $50 and another free drink And I'll be doing just fine Tony Lee Just a little more About doing it just a little bit better Than the day I did it before And in this life I'm told You just get the one time around And I'm just trying to find some peace of mind If it's out there to be found Now I'm living like a young man Well, my hair grows long and wide And I'm holding it down better than ever And I'm old enough to know I'd rather fuck than fight And I wouldn't take all the cheapers in the world For that woman of mine I love her and she loved me Now and for all time 
And we're out here riding on the vine Living and loving and worrying about nothing but having a good time And if you ever need to find us, just open up a bottle of wine We'll be there in a flash with a flare, feeling mighty fine I'm out here riding on the vine Metalheads call me punk and punks call me hippie But I don't pay none of that no mind Cause it don't mean a thing when I got six strings And I don't really care how much trouble it brings Be out here riding on the vine Andy Zenarusa. Yeah, man. Uh, so rock and Roll USA, man. Andy Rock and Roll USA. <laughs> That's right. It should just say Andy Zenarusa, and then like the RR USA should be all emboldened or something, you know? That's, That's a, all tight. I like it, dude. I think I'm going to move forward on that one. <laughs> green lit. It's green lit. <laughs> like this room. So, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, that one verse, uh, you know, talks about my wife in that song so I got a song I wrote when I was uh, I met my wife on Tinder and And, uh, uh, she lives in Seattle and I live in Boise so it's a long distance marriage and but uh, when we very first met like before we'd even actually I think definitely before we had met in person probably right after the first time we talked on the phone I kind of had this song just come to me, and it's about her. So if I can play it without crying on the podcast, then maybe I'll be able to do it at Bill Nights. Oh, man. Just wasn't right till in your eyes I saw that my drill. Never I forgot the fucking words. <laughs> From a tender into a fire, love for you burns higher and higher, my Jill. 
We ain't got no time to waste Need a bedroom out and that salty taste of my jail to spend your life with me Let me hold you for just a while This love of ours ain't measured in miles My Jill My Jill My Jill Thanks for the accompanying on that. That was pretty good. <laughs> Great, man. Yeah. Nice. Man. Very nice. That's good shit. So, yeah. Uh, all right. I got one That's more. That's a great song, man. Thank you. I don't really, like, I played these out once in a while, but not very often. Right. And so, I don't know. Thanks I, for playing them on the show. Dude. Yeah, dude. Man. Well, thanks for the opportunity. I like ours. I'm happy to be here. It's it's good to have friends like you guys, man. It's, yeah, man. This this uh, this thing we do kind of affords you some pretty cool opportunities in life if you know where to look. You know? Yeah, like, it, yeah. It, it it introduces you to a lot of friendships you might not otherwise have. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like people that you might not necessarily connect to otherwise. Mm. You know what I mean? And it like. Just when you think about the friendships that you've just got scattered all over the world, just from a relationship that you built once upon a time when you shared the same stage together once. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it just, it turns into this lifelong thing. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's amazing what happens if you stick with it. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you'll make a lot of friends. Absolute worst case scenario. Yeah. Damn right. All right, I think what I else got, you got? Man? Got one more I can do. <laughs> cool. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about politics and what we have do. You. Yeah, uh, you, you, you and I have an interesting, uh, an interesting dynamic, an interesting relationship. It's fun. Very interesting. Uh, no, I no, pick, it's fun. I pick on him with memes. Yeah, he picks on me with memes a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. We won't start a discussion when 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 guitars are in hand. But but anyway, so you know kind of what I'm about. Yeah. So I wrote a song that's uh, kind of. Yeah, I guess it's not. Everything is political, so it's political in the in the sense that everything. Well, is let, let, let's say this. Many people enjoy politicizing many things. Well, yeah, but the personal is political. Ah, yes. Anyway, so this is kind of political, kind of not. <coughs> it's just... 
I don't know, another one of those things. Sometimes songs, like, sometimes they take a long time to write and sometimes they just come to you and this is one that just kind of came to me, so. start singing I know how it feels when you're down on your luck and you're looking for somebody to blame every way you look you see different kind of people but the story's always just the same it's a big old world but you can't help but see it divvied up into separate things take my advice it's a secret to life don't hate the players baby hate the game and get up on your feet and take it to the street and hold your head up high Sing power to the people. Power to the See some stupid motherfucker and you know they're gonna drive you mad Acting kinda spastical, cut you off in traffic and you're gonna have a panic attack Take a deep breath, give that shit a rest, the only human baby cut him some slack For you holler and shout because there ain't no doubt The pussy's going through something you're nothing about So get up on your feet and take it to the street And hold your head up high Sing power to the people Power to Tony Lee.
<laughs> hey, that don't break the snare. <laughs> that was fun. Good shit, man. Good Very shit. Cool. Good shit. Tan lines Jeez, by Groggy Bikini. That's great. <laughs> Are all the songs just about like? Was this was this band like? Is your target market like bikinis? Well, or so or, or ladies wearing bikinis. Groggy Bikini is the brainchild of this guy John Hale, and he started it when he lived in Seattle. He's originally from Boise, but moved to Seattle during like the and getting years. on in the Seattle scene really really influenced him to the point that he he created the genius that is Groggy Bikini. Yeah. So he was like he was around he played in a band called Gorilla back in the day and they were contemporaries of all the all the big brunch bands that broke. They were peers of those guys. Um and then I don't know later on in the 2010s or something he started Groggy Bikini in Seattle but then he moved back to Idaho and he just started up a lineup mm. and it's been a kind of a rotating cast of characters and I'm the most recent addition I think I was a f- uh, that was a fun band to see yeah when we played with it's, you guys you should, you should tell them or them uh, the people who haven't seen it the, the instrumentation of that band so it's uh, John Hale is the songwriter and lead singer rhythm guitar uh, we've got uh, uh, an additional lead singer, um, Molly Long, and then there's myself on lead guitar and another guy, Ethan, on lead guitar, and then uh, Bob Waller on bass and Spacey Casey Haft on bass so, as well. So eight people? Seven, seven people. Seven people, two bass, yeah. two singers, two lead th- guitars. Two lead guitars. Yeah. And that is yeah. hefty. <laughs> hefty. We're all playing at the same time. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. And they all look like they're having a lot of it's, fun. Yeah. That's it's the best part. The most fun band I've ever been in. By far, yeah, it's it's a super fun band. If you're in the Boise area and you get a chance to see Groggy Bikini, definitely go check them out. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, Andy, it's been awesome having you on the show. Thank Thanks you. for coming in and and playing some of your deep, unreleased, like very personal shit, man. Yeah, that was man. very cool. Uh, we. Thanks for coming in and sharing Super your cool. secret stash with us, dude. Yeah. My pleasure. Uh, so yeah. Real quick, let's do a promo on whatever it is that you want to promo. Like, where can people find you? What should they be looking uh, out for? Likearocket.org. Or a baby. dot org? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Likearocket.org. That's probably the best place. We've got a band camp. We've got Likearocket.cc. <laughs> edu. <laughs> yeah, get an edu. Like a rock. Yeah, dot gov, so like a bad. rocket dot gov. <laughs> I, I bet there's a lot of, like, f- physic, physics students that, like, accidentally stumble upon your website. Could be. <laughs> Could it's, be. It's like a rocket. <laughs> it's like a rocket. Like, like a rocket. <laughs> no, I was looking for a rocket <laughs> This is like a rocket, but it's not quite a rocket. Dot <sighs> org. I love it. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> it's like a rocket, but it's a band. 
I'm sorry, I interrupted the promo. Like a rocket.org. I like that we're driving home the .org thing because I always worry about it. When Speedy says it on stage, I'm like, they're not going to find it. They're going to try like a rocket.com and not find us. Absolutely. And but I, I think that probably so stands out in people's minds. They hear like .org and they go, whoa, these guys got a .org? He's, yeah. He says <laughs> .org, like a rocket.org. Oh, but anyway, so yeah, that's where you can check us out. We've also got a band camp on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. Cool. Um, and then Groggy Bikini, uh, their stuff's on YouTube. Um, you know, it's, uh, material that was recorded with a different lineup, the original Seattle lineup. Um, and that, those are fun tunes, like if you like fast. John Hale, when he asked me to join the band, uh, described it to me as Thin Lizzy meets Devo. <laughs> that, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> you would like this band, Gordo. It sounds like I would love that band. Yeah, this is <laughs> like who Tweed needs to be playing with when you guys like, go through Boise. All seven of us are pretty rad individuals too. I think like it's 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 a fun thing to be a part of. So yeah, I, yeah. It, it's like it's like you guys got together and it's like, well, but we want to start a band with all our friends. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, it's, I want to be in the band we too. Got two, all right, we got two come bass on. players. I mean. Which one is it going to be? Well, see, that's yeah. the thing, because that makes it really nice, because we uh, never have to turn down a show, because somebody can, always can be pretty there. much always have right. a lineup. Although, I have we to We can say, only do the six-piece lineup this Groggy, time. <laughs> Groggy is playing at the Shredder in Boise uh, on May 31st, opening up for Swingin' Utters. Oh, cool. Both fucking lead guitar players are out of town, so they might be dipping into the... Uh, to the deep bench, yeah, the past, <laughs> the, the deep past. Bench. There's there's some players in Boise, man. This guy John Faulkner used to be in Groggy Bikini, and the, another guy Danny Brown. There there's some really like, I'm kind of like compared to some of these guys, I'm kind of a hack, but like it, <laughs> I'm kind of a hack. <laughs> but we're all, we're all hacks compared <laughs> yeah. to somebody, man. Yeah, except Tony. Tony's not a hack compared to anybody. Yeah, like no, that. Tony. Tony leaves. Yeah. A lot of pretending, fellas. Anyway, yeah, so Groggy, you can find them on Showbiz. YouTube or uh, iTunes and uh, probably all the all the streaming places. Cool. Wait, uh, so is Like a Rocket on Spotify yet? Not yet. No. We will be. You will be. We will cool. be. We oh. have made a band decision that we will be on Spotify. Cool. Which was really just speed deciding, okay, we can be on Spotify. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. When, the, when Band Dad says it's okay. And, well, and he's they, the only one that'll make it happen. Wait, how do you? So, Gordo, what's what's your stance on the Spotify thing? Because Gra Granny's on Spotify, the first, but uh, not, everything not everything is on there, right? Not right. Everything. Yeah. So, what's what's your take on I'll on give Spotify? You, it's real simple. What? I love Spotify. Fuck Spotify. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Okay. Same. I love Spotify. Fuck Spotify. So you you only, you only put out. A portion, what would you say, like 25, 50% of the album? No, it's more like, well, yeah, that last thing that we did, it's, the it's, the, it's uh, only six Bowl, songs right? out of 20 were on Spotify. Yeah. The argument that, that I will make over and over again is that I would rather have my stuff available on that platform that people use uh, than not have it. But yeah, man, I mean, music, like, I it, love Spotify. The the, the musical Spotify. yeah, the musical stock market ain't exactly climbing, dude. <laughs> it's yeah. I'm cool with Spotify because I was never making money to begin with. Right. But Spotify is fighting the uh the recently uh increased royalty rate. 
Yeah. They're fighting that. They're so, fighting it. So yeah. fuck Spotify for sure. So yeah. that it's it's like McDonald's fighting a raise in the in the minimum wage right. or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's ethically gross. We'll just we'll just say that. Um, well, look them up on Spotify. Well, look them up on Spotify yeah. soon. It, yeah, sometime soon. Give them their give them their two cents so that Spotify can give them point zero 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 one cent. You're gonna need your whole household to be listening to it on repeat for like two weeks <laughs> to, to get, get your two, two cents. cents. Get your two cents worth. Yeah. Get your two cents worth on Spotify. I mean, eventually, throughout the course of your career, maybe. What does Levi do? He just has 1332 records playing on a computer in the background that he doesn't even have. He has it on mute the yeah. whole time. Oh, yeah. He just he, he keeps multiple accounts open. Honestly, that's my goal is just to keep putting out album after album after album and just have so many things that it actually eventually yeah. adds up to 50 cents. <laughs> Gordo, I thought the same exact thing, man. You see those, you see those guys out there that it's like they put out an album and it's like 54 songs. <laughs> and most of them are nothing. Like, like there's empty space and things like that. Spotify, I think, started cracking down on that, though. <laughs> it's foolproof. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. You know, Levi has actually said, he's like, dude, if you get everybody in your band to stream Spotify 24 hours a day, it adds up, man. It compounds over time. And what he really means is it compounds with all the servers that I'm running at one time. <laughs> So it'll put extra money in my pocket because 1332 owns some of our catalog. One album. One. One album. Yeah, man. Well, any old hoot. Uh, Andy, I hope your shows are amazing. I'm going to be at your show at Bowman's tomorrow. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I'll be both. Thanks so I'm much. I'm a bigger fan. <laughs> I'm a bigger fan I'm of a the better fan. of the pupa of a human being that is at my house. Yeah, he's. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm having a blast. You got me there. We're I having feel, a blast. I feel good enough to be on the podcast, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy to have you here, man. And um, now we're gonna bounce up and down Broadway and Colfax a little bit, and then go to the show. Yeah, it'll be fun. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun, man. Well, make sure to uh, check out Like a Rocket. Check out Trigger Rich's back catalog. Uh, can they uh, check out Groggy Bikini's catalog? And can they find anything under Zen uh, right yet. now? All right. So stay tuned for... Uh, and let us know what you think. Should it be Andy Zenarusa or just Zenarusa? No. Zen, Zen Rock and Roll USA. Zen Rock and Roll USA. So the Zen thing I'm comes from like my family changed the spelling of their name because it started with a Z and they wanted Really? Yeah. They should have kept it. Zs are the well, some of the coolest letters in the alphabet. It, it was like alphabetical, <clears throat> you know, trying to get into the country through uh, Ellis Island. So they're like they're like we got to we got to go with the I just uh, I assume if it was like Ellis Island, right? Uh-huh. So they were all talking like this, right? <laughs> Like because pretty much of that. every <laughs> every immigrant talked like a mix of this at Ellis Island. This is the way that it sounded. Um, no, and so they your name actually originally started with a Z. Yeah, like in, in your family history. In the Basque country, it still does. Where in the Basque? Oh, you're a Basque. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, have you seen um, the Basque episode of? Uh, Oh, what do you call it? Uh, Anthony Bourdain. No. Uh, oh, wait. Yes, I think I did see that. Dude, it's yes. so good. It's like the, one, the, right? the history of the Basque country. Well, it's the, it's the. Uh, well, all of them are older ones. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, but um, 
Yeah, it was uh, not no reservations, but Parts Unknown. It was an episode <laughs> yeah, of Parts yeah, yeah, Unknown. Yeah. He did in Bass I, Country. I did see that, yes. It's really worth checking out. Uh, oh, are you drawing him a logo? That's tight. Xana Rock and Roll USA. Is there anything he can't do? <laughs> Graphic design by Tony Lee. Zena Russo with the Rock and Roll USA that is Flash. Fucking brilliant, dude. I'm using it. Keep it. Yeah. That's <laughs> Thank good. You. It's yours. Tony just whipped up your new your new logo for you. Did I spell it right? Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, but then well, everybody guys, might think you're just called Xena. Thanks for listening to this, <laughs> our 55th episode of the motherfucking podcast. Yeah. Thanks again to all the sponsors, yeah. including Andy. Thank you so yeah. much. Yes. Um, yeah, Thank man. Uh, this has been episode 55. Double nickel. Recorded on uh, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. We didn't make one Star Wars reference the entire oh, episode, and I feel pretty good about it. You just did now. Ah, see? Way there you go. To, way to call attention to it. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the tall guy in the costume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I got her, uh, my butt, uh, motherfucking What's podcast. Yeah. I'm Aaron. I'm Tony. I'm Andy. I'm Gordo. Hey. Yes. Next old. week, we will see you.
You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. Or you could just have Tony go. Billy Joel. <laughs> Billy Joel. Just you guys have <laughs> Billy Joel. <laughs> you, you do one now, Andy. Billy Joel. Perfect. Please welcome to the program Billy Joel. Woo! Billy Joel. <laughs>